You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 84. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. Really special episode today. Um, I feel like I was just a pubescent boy and my (laughs) voice just cracked because I'm excited and scared uh, to be sharing this episode with you just because it's the first time in about a year that I have decided to launch something, like launch something officially. And as many of you have known behind the scenes, I have still been working with clients and accruing a great mix of, you know, super ideal clients for me. And that has allowed my business to, you know, become full time, which is incredible. And my coaching business, I mean, but at the same time, I still get asked all the time about cooking and meal ideas. And that is why I am launching this Friday, your opportunity to sign up, your opportunity to sign up for Prep Like a Pro 2.0. So if you took Prep Like a Pro already about a year ago, a year, maybe about a year and a half ago, um, maybe 15 months ago, then this version is new, improved. It has so much more uh, density of information and it's just an incredible resource because so many people that took Prep Like a Pro, the first iteration of it, uh, let me know that they had never gotten such value out of a cooking anything before. And mind you, this was a five-day free course. So typically, if I teach what I'm teaching in Prep Like a Pro in person, I charge about you know, from $500 to $750 for a class like this. Probably even more, probably in the thousands because this is many classes put together. So this is your opportunity to finally learn how to cook. I guarantee that by the end of these five days, your mind will just think of cooking in a completely different manner, something that you will be able to do most days of the week. I don't believe that, you know, we have to do it every single day. I like to think that we can be a little bit more prepared, but uh, I'm actually not even announcing the launch for Prep Like a Pro 2.0 until this coming Friday, which is June 7th. And this episode is going to come out on June 4th, 
2019. So if you are listening to it now, be sure to sign up in the show notes. I'm actually going to put something in my link tree on Instagram too, but I'm not announcing it until Friday, June 7th. So I wanted to give my you know, amazing podcast listeners, the first chance to sign up. I'm expecting to get hundreds of people in this time like we did uh, the first time, which is, you know, crazy and things have grown since then. And I've also educated myself more just on streamlining cooking processes because this is such a big problem that so many people go through and sort of deal with in their daily lives, with their families, with themselves, if you live alone, um, There's so many impediments to cooking sometimes, and I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm going to be teaching you just so simple, like such simple, easy strategies in Prep Like a Pro 2.0, so you will be able to implement them immediately in your everyday life. And in this episode, I am going to be giving you three strategies that's sort of like an overarching strategy. view of how you can make your cooking much easier. And I'm also going to be giving away a thermopen, which is something that is that we use here in my house several times a week. It's an instant read thermometer. It'll last a lifetime. You never need to buy one again. It's about a hundred bucks, but I want to be able to give one participant and prep like a pro this opportunity to win it. So let your friends know, share this with them, please. Uh, I just want to get as many people in there so we can begin to change people's lives when it comes to um, cooking and when it comes to preparing your food. And before I talk about those three strategies, um, I wanted to also let you know that within Prep Like a Pro, there are, you will be having the opportunity to be in a live Facebook group with me. So I will be giving you support. You'll be able to interact with me. I will be doing lives. You'll be able to have a community around you. And last year's community was just so incredible. And I still get people to this day that tell me like, oh my God, going through your course, just I think about it every day, every time I cook and how incredible it was. And how much it changed my life. And I don't say this to brag. It's really just like after spending, you know, almost a decade, seven years cooking professionally and, you know, cooking for people and learning people's likes and what works, what's efficient. I've just sort of streamlined that into this five-day course. So this has like all my best tools and, and strategies. But before we get into those, like I just said, um, I want to talk a little bit about mindset. Because people tend to have a mindset with cooking sometimes that is kind of negative. And I understand if like you're somebody who really hates cooking and you can afford to, you know, hire a private chef or a meal delivery company or like your spouse can cook or maybe one of your kids can cook for you or you have someone in your house that can help you with that. Or if you're just like fine getting takeout or just eating whatever, that's fine. And I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily want to change your mindset because I don't think that, you know, it's for everybody. And, and it's, it's okay because some people like really just loathe cooking and I, I get it. It can be messy. It, it can just be frustrating. So I get it. I'm talking to the person who like maybe has that desire in them of maybe wanting to get healthier, but cooking is the thing in the way of them getting healthier because for many of us 
we have to be responsible for making our food. And, you know, it wouldn't be a course run by me if I didn't talk about the fact that like our food has to be delicious and it has to be pleasurable for us in order for this to be something sustainable and something that can be, you know, implemented for the rest of our lives. And I want you, I because of this, I want to talk about, like I said, mindset and positive mindset. And, you know, I think many people hear me talk on this podcast and they hear the fact that I'm positive and I, you know, push really hard for what I want. And maybe that makes, and I, you know, put out content and I, I put out my offers. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I think a lot of people get the impression that I, you know, never have negative thoughts, that I walk around like sunny mindset all the time and, and that I never have my down days. And although I, you know, although I, I do uh, have a good mindset most of the time. And although I am positive, I it takes work for me. It really does take work. And it wasn't always like that for me. So if you have found yourself in a situation, in any situation, this can be with cooking. But this has been something that I've been talking about with some of my clients recently. Like if you have a story in your head, whether that is, you know, I am out of control or I will never be able to cook and, and I'm the worst and my family can't depend on me for food or I can't, you know, do a business or have a business because I, what are people going to think? And, you know, which is a thought that we all have that I hear from like all my clients base, all my business clients basically, uh, or would I, I'll always be single, I'll always be alone. I'll always, um, you know, my mom is always going to be mean to me, whatever it is, my mom is not mean to me. Um, but, you know, we all have a story that we tell ourselves, whether it's about confidence, whether it's about money, food, like, I don't care what it is, we all have a story that we've have told ourselves or do tell ourselves that isn't awesome. So again, it could be any of those things. And the thing is that when we believe something, when we believe a story or a belief, you know, it goes like we tell a story, then it turns into a belief, then it turns into emotion. And that emotion just sort of gets, you know, stuck in our bodies and, and it becomes a habit and it becomes what we are used to. And actually, the brain is so fascinating. I have realized that, you know, a lot of the strife that we put ourselves through isn't necessarily like us thinking these things. It's really just our human nature and the science of the brain. So that kind of takes a load off of us as people. Um, the fact that like we have this organ in our skulls that thinks these things and it like is an automatic subconscious um, mass of these habits and stories. So if you find yourself in a place sometimes when you don't recognize what you're thinking or your brain tries to talk you out of things that like something that you really want to do, realize that it's not you. Realize that that's like your automatic primal instinctual nature as a human, as an animal, which is what we are. So that's sort of like, you know, when I hear like my my thoughts sometimes, I'm like, oh, okay, like wouldn't ever think to <laughs> to think that. Like, I don't want to think that thought. Um, that isn't productive for me. That is not helpful. That is not getting me to my goals, which, you know, I'm always trying to go in that direction. 
So I want you to know that you can choose what you think. And again, this is not something that happens like overnight, uh, even within a month, I don't think. And I don't think those thoughts ever stop happening. So that's another sort of relief. Like, okay, so if these thoughts are never going to stop happening, what can I do right now to sort of shift them? And I have two things that you can do. You can either delete the thought. So like literally in your head, I do this and, and you can do this any way that you want. If I think a thought and like it, it's not um, beneficial for me or healthy for me to think that thought, I'll just picture control alt delete and I just like delete it out of my head. It, it doesn't always go away at the first try, but it sort of, you know, deletes the or prevents me from sort of having that spiral that can happen and that has happened throughout my life so many times. Um, Or I can reframe the thought. So if I tell myself, um, you know, you can't follow your dreams because who are you to do this imposter? Um, You know, that's a thought that like, you know, if you're a coach or something out there, you've likely had that thought. Um, And you can reframe that thought and say, actually, Uh, It would be a disservice to my future clients and the people that need me if I did not tell my story, if I did not put my services and offers out there, and it actually wouldn't be beneficial for anyone if I didn't try. So that's sort of a reframe. So you can either delete the thought or reframe it. Um, But I also want you to pay attention to what happens in your brain when these things you know, take place. And I want you to realize that when we have a thought that we've thought our our whole lives, the brain will actually look for evidence in reality to make it true. Like, and it will prioritize looking for that evidence above all else. So if you've, you know, said a thought about your mom, and then when you're around your mom, you will pick apart all of her all of her actions, all of her words to twist them so that it can make sense in your brain. And again, reinforce that story that you've told yourself. So we have a story, we go out into reality, we, you know, are literally like digging for gold, like the brain automatically does this, digging for anything that we can find that is going to reinforce that belief, even if it's not true. And I guarantee most of your shitty beliefs aren't even true. Um, And I have to be really blunt about that because a lot of us do have those crappy beliefs. And it is okay that you have them. It is part of human um, existence, you know, our, our human existence here on earth. So for many of us, you know, that positivity as a result is not our natural state. The, the mind is always going to want to go towards safety and comfort. And those are not where your dreams are. Like your dreams are in, in leaping and doing things that scare you and, you know, in growing and being uncomfortable. So the brain wants to keep you safe and it will like, you know, the more like, like Pressfield says, Stephen Pressfield says, the greater the resistance, the greater, or the greater the calling, the greater the resistance. So this is all resistance. If you've read The War of Art, I would talk about that book incessantly. It's a life changer by Stephen Pressfield. Just so awesome. And I want you to know that if you have something that you want to change, that you can. But you need to realize that that positive mindset is something that you need to wake up every day and choose to to do the actions 
that elicit the emotion. Now, if you have like a mental illness where you are, you know, in a depression or anxiety or you have ADD or something or any sort of mental illness, like this doesn't pertain to you um, right now because I understand that sometimes like you like that's like you're like, shut up. I can't do that during that times. I understand that. But in the times that you are maybe feeling better or you want you know, to be a little bit more positive so that you can take the actions that you want to take, realize that it's it's going to take work sometimes and, and being happy and being positive is not our natural state. So confidence and anything comes from evidence and it comes from doing the repeated actions that will give us a result. And once we feel those things, then we have evidence that we can do it and we feel confident and that's how confidence grows. So I don't think that we can think our way into, I really don't think we can think our way into doing stuff and to feeling an emotion that we want to feel or, or sitting around and feeling like we're not, you know, oh, I'm just going to wait around and until I'm ready to do something that's never going to come. The way it works is that you, it starts with action, like you do the thing first then you get a little momentum, then that elicits an emotion, and then that can lead to positivity. So these can be things that you do every single day. For me, a big part is strength training and moving my body. That's my action. It could also be eating a good meal. It could be, you know, writing an email to my newsletter list. It could be creating this course, like all of these things, like I never really feel like doing them. But I know that once I do, it's just going to make me have so much of a better day. And I know that my happiness takes work. And and for some people, it doesn't. Like my husband wakes up every day and he's like so happy and just in the best mood just to be alive. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's why we balance each other so well, because I personally take a little more work uh, to like to just feel like myself. But like literally once he's out of bed, he's like happy and like just go lucky and and positive and and that's his natural state but again for many of us it's not and I don't want you to beat yourself up for not feeling that way all we can do is take action in order to feel the way that we want to feel and know that sometimes we do have to take those actions so this goes along so I hope that was helpful as well um and I promise it has to do with cooking because some of us have the story that cooking is not something you do or something you feel like it's something you can't do. And I promise you, if you have the desire and you just put in a little bit of effort every week, you can become a fabulous home cook that can put out some incredible meals and be really confident in the kitchen and feel equipped to impress her people with the meals that that uh, she's going to make. And... I want you to, you know, change that cooking mindset if you have the desire to want to cook so that you can do that certain times a week or whenever you want to, because cooking is actually a great act of self-care. And it's something that is very important, I think, to teach our children. We are sort of losing that um, that tradition of cooking because our lives are so busy. But with really easy steps that I'm going to be giving you, it doesn't have to be as hard. It can be really, really awesome. And let's just get in right into the three things right now, the three tips that I'm going to give you. So the first one is that instead of recipes, I just want you to focus on cooking ingredients. So, you know, 
the reason that I mean, I do believe in recipes sometimes, especially if you want to create a consistent result in something, let's say there's this awesome recipe for a cake or like a pasta dish or something that like, is nostalgic to you, and you just want to create that result again, then I think recipes have their time and place like special occasions or times when you're really in the mood for something or you just want to recreate something. But most of the time when it comes to weekly cooking, we don't have to make a recipe. We can just sort of cook ingredients in a variety of ways and then put them together at mealtime. So for example, instead of making a recipe for, I don't know, like a really complicated soup, or something. Not all soups are complicated. Um, but instead of doing that, that requires like a ton of chopping, a ton of simmering and this and that. And and I think soups are fine, but this is just this example. Um, it requires just a ton of like attention and time. Focus on just making ingredients. So like maybe cooking a large filet of salmon with a spice blend, then maybe having some roasted vegetables that you make and some steamed vegetables or some chopped veggies for a salad. And then maybe some you know, potatoes or sweet potatoes and or rice and oatmeal and like seasonal fruits. So I want you to just get comfortable cooking ingredients like we can all steam broccoli. We can all blanch broccoli, which is my personally my favorite way to eat broccoli uh, or roasted with tons of ghee in the oven. But if I'm in the mood for something a little bit lighter, I'll just boil water and add a lot of salt to it quick tip for you when you are cooking something in in water like like pasta or vegetables you want to taste the water and make sure that it is salty like the ocean because that water is going to season whatever you boil in it so that's a tip that I learned from the Italians but usually we add a sprinkling like you know two finger pinch of salt I'm talking like we need to add like a literal handful like I'm filling up my entire hand when I put, you know, water to boil and I add salt to it, I'm putting a lot of kosher salt, but it makes, you know, broccoli, if I just blanch it, which is just quick cooking and boiling water uh, in the salted boiling water, taking it out, shocking it in an ice bath. So placing the broccoli in um, a bowl of ice and water to stop the cooking, the broccoli is delicious. So pairing that with like, salmon or let's say I want to roast a chicken or make one steak or a pork chop or even like some black beans or something like that. Focus on ingredients on like one ingredients so that when it comes to mealtime, it's like, okay, I'm going to make some rice or I'm going to make some quinoa or I will make um, some polenta, which is very simple to make. I know that sounds fancy, you know, a grain or a starch. I'm going to make a sweet potato, literally throw sweet potatoes in the oven hole that's so easy. And then maybe make a little salad and then have your protein. And that's just ingredients put together. And then you can add sauces on top of them to make it a little bit more interesting. My next tip is to batch cook. So instead of doing meal prep where you are slaving away on a weekend day and making all your meals, if, and if that's this works for you, like that's cool. Um, it does not work for me because it does not allow me to honor the moods that I'm going to be in. And I used to meal prep and then be like, but I don't want to eat this thing right now at all. I'd rather have the other thing. So what I do is I cook, I take my cooked ingredients. So let's say I make typically like some shredded chicken or a tuna salad or some shrimp. Um, 
or let's say I'll make a beef stew or something, I will take those ingredients and and again, having like some cooked veggies, some raw veggies, some starches and some sauces, which the sauces can be pre-bought. Like you can buy uh, pico de gallo or guacamole or you can buy like a ginger dressing. There's so many delicious combos out there, even a marinara sauce. And there's so many bottled um dressings and sauces that you can buy nowadays. I would just check the ingredients and make sure that they're not weird. I really love Tessie Mays and Primal Kitchen dressings and sauces. Even the new Primal is great. So, you know, having batch cooking things like even hard boiling some eggs or making a frittata, that way when it comes to mealtime, you're just choosing the thing that you're in the mood for and just plating it and maybe heating it up. So, you have your ingredients in large containers and then you're creating a meal which takes five minutes, which is not that long at all. So that's just a really quick cooking tip and you'll get better as you go along. And obviously like on the weekends, you can make something a little more involved, but like when you're training and you just need to eat and you want something delicious, like yesterday I had chipotle chicken tacos and a balsamic garlic salad with radishes and peppers and butter lettuce and um, hearts of palm and avocado like somebody would have thought that it was a gourmet meal but I really just took this chipotle chicken that I put in my slow cooker with salsa and spices literally that's all I did I shredded it and then I put them in some siete tortillas and I had that with my salad on the side and it was perfect and like nobody would think oh my god that's like really easy stuff people think like wow what a great lunch like I showed that picture to my father and he was like wow why didn't you why didn't you invite me over um so you know again this is sort of a mindset shift but know that you can make actually really awesome stuff in these simple methods and all these methods I'm going to be teaching you all these quick cooking methods I'm going to be teaching you in prep like a pro So the last thing is to invest in a few good tools. I really don't think that you need a lot of cooking tools at all. I think that single use kitchen items are an abomination. (laughs) If I'm being honest, like if you want it and you buy it, like that's fine. Um, I was just telling one of my friends yesterday that the only single use kitchen item that or kitchen tool that I like is a citrus juicer, like not the machine, but the thing that you open, you put the the half of the citrus in and then you press it down and you squeeze it. I really love that thing. And that is only used for, for citrus. Um, so I like that. But otherwise, um, you really don't need single use kitchen items. You need to just invest in a few items, maybe three or four, which I'm going to tell you about right now, which is going to make your life so much easier. So the first thing is a knife, a really good knife, a really good sharp knife. Um, I like Henkel's brand, their professional eight inch chef's knife. It is so sharp and that is going to make your cooking life just so much more pleasurable and uh, enjoyable because having a dull knife is actually more I'm so sorry. My dog is barking. I put her outside for her to not bark and she's barking out there. Um, But she's like a regular on this podcast. Um, But, you know, it's like a love hate situation where like you love your dog, but then you also like (laughs) dislike them a lot of the time. That's me with my dog. Um, She's very sweet, but she's also really crazy. Um, So it's actually safer to 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 have a, a sharp knife because if you have a dull knife, it's easier for it to slip. It's easier for you to cut yourself. And in prep, like a pro, I'm going to be showing exactly 
how to use that knife into intermediate skills. So stay posted for that. The next thing that I think is worth investing in is the thermopen, which if you're cooking proteins and eating animal proteins, it's great to have the thermopen because it takes the, all of the guesswork out of um you know, preparing your proteins, which is great. Like you don't have to cut into them and like guess. It's also safer because we do have to eat proteins at certain temperatures in order for them to be considered safe. I'm only saying that because I'm serve safe uh, certified, but um, you want to have that. And again, I'm going to be giving that away during prep like a pro. So keep yourself posted for that. The last thing that I would say is a good cutting board. I like booze block. Uh, You can get a wooden cutting board that you like. And then I would also get a wood conditioner, which is, uh, you know, can be found on Amazon. So I suggest that you do that. I really like wood, but I also think it's imperative to condition the wood as you go along. And the last thing, if I'm picking one good I also think that having bowls and ramekins are great too, but if, I, if I'm picking one appliance, it's the Vitamix. You can make soups, you can make smoothies, and it's totally worth the investment. You can even buy them refurbished on Amazon. I know that Costco has them for a cheaper price, but that thing will last you forever and it's really, really, really worth it. So I hope those tips were helpful. I hope the talk on the mindset was helpful too, and I hope it inspires you some, to take some action. And I also ask that you sign up for Prep Like a Pro if you want some cooking help. Remember, this is the new and improved 2.0 version. So even if you signed up, it's going to be even better than you remembered. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Next week, we're going to start back up with some interviews again. And next week, I also have a really important announcement that I'm going to be making. Um, It's a personal announcement, something that has been in the works for many years now that is finally happening uh, with me and my husband. And no, it's not a baby, but it's a big, big, big thing for us. Very pivotal moment in our lives. And I will share it on next, next week's episode. So be sure to tune in. Otherwise, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.